Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we're watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is our magic carp angler, Magically Average. We're talking fall 2021. We, we've I feel like every week we've talked about something new, which is kind of a nice like switch from just like taking one or two shows and just like talking about them all season long, just beating them to death. So, cause, yeah, because like last week I talked Digimon, I talked uh, talked, or we both talked talked, uh, and I feel like I, I forget what else I, we watched a bunch last week, yeah. and then this week we watched even more. Yep. Slash, we returned to others. So I know you watched um you and i both watched mushoku tensei mm-hmm. uh we're all caught up i watched uh shit i just watched it yesterday the uh ranking of kings i think is what it's called yeah it was that weird animation one from studio wit who's like phenomenal studio and then this just looked really different and weird and like was interesting to say the least and then i feel like i watched one more last night and now i can't remember did you watch the historical one the like no not yet not yet i don't think i don't think i have well i guess the kingdom ranking of the kings is on funimation but i don't i don't remember now i gotta look back at my history but what did you watch this week buddy i watched pride of orange finally okay but i only watched the first episode but there's a lot to unpack from it i also yeah yeah, and then I caught up on Mushoku Tensei, so I'm through season one, part one, into part two of this season. And then talked an annoying senpai. There's a lot That's, of shows. Yeah, uh, I, I want to start this episode off by just talking about my week, because I feel like other people need to know, and not just my girlfriend and I, to sort of like lay out just... Cause 
I will admit, I will usually find time on working hours to watch some shows that I might need to be caught up on. I did not have the fortune of doing that this week for many a reason. Hey, me neither. And it was very upsetting. I yeah, basically give it to me. My dog on Wednesday created the apocalypse in our basement as he explode poop bloody diarrhea on the floor and walls and rug. So I had to deal with that. that pup that pup got into something they shouldn't have. No, he's just a purebred, so he's basically a walking vet case of just diseases and potential viruses that can just come up out of nowhere. So That's we had fair. so we had to deal with that on Wednesday and luckily he's all better now. And then Friday, my cat decided on the darkest, coldest, rainiest night it had been in well, basically this entire fall so far, to escape out the front door as I'm about to go and grab our takeout that I ordered that was an hour and a half late. So I was already not in a good mood and just sprinted out the door. And so it was like a two and a half hour search and I finally grabbed him and threw him in the shower and was like, nope, you stay there while I go and angrily smash this Szechuan shrimp and just salt it with my tears. So that was my week. But that's just, that's just normal cat shenanigans. It's cat, cat, Nanigans. Listen, I would expect it from this cat because he grew up on the streets of Detroit. He's a hard cat. He's seen some shit. But this so cat hot. is this cat is so pampered. This cat has mind you, he has a sister too. So and she was clueless. She was like, I honestly could care less if he came back home at this point. But they have mm-hmm. like they've got three cat houses around this house. They've got tr- they get treats every morning and every night. They have unlimited access to their food. They've got beds everywhere, toys everywhere. This cat is so spoiled. And yet the second a door opens, he's basically like I'm going to be hitting the next bus out of here. So deuces. You ain't going to see me again. So two jokes. Two jokes to unpack here. One. Oh boy. If the cat is harder than six hours, you may need to go take him to the vet. Mm-hmm. Two. Two. Was this the cat that has the foot fetish? Because if so, just get a few mannequin feet and just kind of place them in strategic areas to lure him. That's a good idea. If it was that cat. Oh, Man. no. But this cat's like... Fair the, enough. The cat that runs away is like the biggest mama's boy. Like, he loves my girlfriend. Won't leave her alone. But uh, honestly, if you crack a door open... He will say every swear word under the sun at you, curse your mother and all of your mothers before your mother, and leave as quick as lightning. Addictive little bastard. But anyway, that was my week. So that's just a bunch of excuses to say I didn't watch as many shows as I wanted to. But the beauty of this season, to be honest, is that there are a ton of like really good shows that I don't mind going back and kind of catching up on because it doesn't feel like a chore. Right? Like this season, I'm actually kind of excited to go back and watch them. Like, oh no, I missed yeah, this episode. Like, I get to watch two in a row. Ooh, poor me. I know. Like, that I, that was me with Mushoku Tensei. Like, I hadn't watched two of them. Um, but, like, it's still, like, I haven't even started watching um, My Senpai is Annoying. And I know there's others. Like, I didn't continue watching Platinum End. The Vampire probably Dies won't... in No Time. I didn't. I didn't start that. I didn't watch the new episode of Digimon, but that's that's. Eh, yeah, that was on, you were that was on the fence with you. So. Yeah, don't, I was don't... gonna give it one more episode, but at this point, I don't know. But yeah, and to your point, I didn't get to watch Heiki Story. So or he he Heiki Heiki Heiki. 
I like how you say the same you say it the same way just in different pitches. I'm just trying to see if it comes out different, but apparently it just doesn't. Um, but like, yeah, that, and then I didn't. I'm. I don't. I think I'm just gonna drop uh, Miruko Chan. I said it. I said yeah, it correctly this good. first time. First try. Nailed it. Nailed it. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. That one I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna pass, stick with. Yeah. I just like. Oh, you're you're gonna stick with it. I might stick with it. I just I want to see how it unravels. I really do. Because mm. I feel like it can get better as it goes on. Like, I feel like they'll hopefully move away from the fan service to get into, like, the meat of where all these spirits are coming from and how to, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Exercise them, I guess. I don't know. Get rid of them. Yeah. There's a lot of layers, I mean, too. I feel like, I feel like it'll, it's, it draws you in with the fan service and then it's going to take a big 180. That's my hope. I don't know. And then it's just going to pull a food wars and just continue down the same Yeah, path I mean if it's a food if it's a food wars and like when they exercise them the the spirit turns into like a, a human form and all their clothes explode off them then yeah, maybe I'll Oh my god, I'm I'll, in. No, I'm, maybe I'll drop that. That would draw point. me back in. That would draw me back in <laughs> thank instantly. You. Like, oh yeah, my the, god. the spirit turns into like more of like a humanly form and then it goes, "Thank you for saving me." And as it like ascends or descends, it just pa like clothes shoot off. Yeah, uh, that would draw me back in. That'd All right, be great. Well, I'll let you know when that happens, and I'll I'll make sure you you're, you, you're hopping you back. You do in. let me know. So uh, tell me about pure orange or pure. pure you're gonna orange, we're or... starting with the hockey one right away. Oh yeah, right. I'm excited about this. This just like how you were excited about me watching my water polo show, which I still need to finish. <laughs> I'm very excited about this because I... I was on the I was on the fence of of like clicking play, and I was like no. You gotta watch Talked, or you gotta watch um, like something else because he's gonna talk about it. I do want to hear about it. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Uh, I was gonna say, I give it to me, baby. I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think it's because my expectations were low that I really did enjoy it. But I also do think that it is a good show slash is going to be a good show. I don't know what studio d- does it. Um, so first off, I think the animation is beautiful. I. I was really, really afraid that the sports, like them playing hockey, like the action scenes, were going to be more 3D. They're not. Like, there's been nothing 3D so far. And I've been super happy just about that aspect. (laughs) Because sometimes I see 3D, like sometimes it's sports shows and there's like some element of 3D and I'm just like, gross. So that was like a refreshing thing about it so far. So... So the studio, real quick, just to kind of catch you up, is C2C. Um, no clue. And yeah, they've done things. Is the the best way to describe <laughs> it. Um, I, so like they're they, not like, new. No, but they're not old, I suppose, because like they had let's see, your 2019, 2017, 2020, 2021. Yet yeah, that was a show last season. The uh, let's see if I can't figure this out. How to flip this into English names? But um, oh boy. Hold on to your yeah. hats, folks. This is hold gonna on, be a ride. hold on to your pantaloons. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna figure this out. Anywho, <laughs> it was the show where it looks like the guy has like the red bow and arrow, and it's like a cross in the front of the cover. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It was probably like one of the isekais that we didn't watch. Uh, Sukiga mi uh, Michibiku isekai dochu. Well, isekai's in the name, so I guessed it right. <laughs> yep. But I mean, it looks like all their stuff is just pretty average. And then they did uh, Harukana Receive, okay, which is a volley like beach volleyball show. Okay, so they've yeah, been. Yeah, it looks in like the all their sports. shows are pretty 
Yeah. They, it looks like everything is pretty average, but it looks like the scores for the Pride of Orange is not great after episode one or two or whatever it is. It's at a, sitting at a, pretty at a 6.4. Hey, listen, it's above five. We take it. We take it. Yep. No, I think... Yeah, we do. So, I mean, first off, there's hockey right away. So I'm pretty Good. sure it already beats Remain in, in terms of mm-hmm. just duration of sports scenes. Absolutely. So that's a plus. But no, I, I, it's going to be... I think it's going to be fun to see just how things develop because how the... the first episode goes and mind you there is a second episode i only got around to watching the first one shoot me it was a long week but the first I don't blame you yeah I'm i blame t- your cat i'm tired <laughs> but Dude, me too i i was actually up till 2 a.m last night because oh I my couldn't god sleep. i was like well i may as well watch the next episode yeah. and once i was done with like jobless reincarnation i was like hmm i could go for one more episode <laughs> And that's when I started uh, Ranking Kings or whatever. I got to actually look up the name of the show. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Ranking of Kings. That sounds right. I love how, like, fun... It's So, sorry. Really small side tangent. It's a Funimation show. It is not on the Funimation tw- Fall 2021 season chart. So, I had to, like, search for this bastard. I think they're trying to hide it. Which is a shame. Like, we'll get into it later, but yeah. it's, that's a shame if that's the case. All right. So but anyways, continue. Pride of Orange. So we follow four girls that are in junior high. That it, it's. I like how it starts off. They're actually in a, an embroidery club. So they do, like, cross-stitch. And you see, like, other clubs at their school are starting to form because it's the spring season. And so they're like, you know, oh, you know, it's springtime because everyone's out joining one of the athletic clubs, like, cross country or baseball or you know one of the other like heavy sports clubs and they're just sitting inside doing embroidery and then one of the the main girl i presume she's the main girl um she finds a flyer that's like hey i i noticed that the hockey rink in our town is having like an open skate it'd be kind of fun to go they're like yeah we played it in gym and i'm like you guys played ice hockey in gym lucky it's like we just used big foam sticks on our gym floor with like a weird brown rubber not rubber ball and that was what we called hockey i was like that was it. you guys got to actually go to an ice rink i was like jealous but they're like let's try it that'll be fun and they all kind of have different personalities so the main girl's like not ditzy i guess you'd call her like an airhead but she's just like gung-ho about everything she's just like go 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 her sister's yeah. kind of like the not cynical but she's more uppity i guess we'd say um, and I'm just going to, okay. I'm going to name them by their hair colors. Cause I don't know their names yet. Uh, there's short hair, green girl who is very like timid. Um, very afraid of like being hurt. <laughs> so, I don't know how many times throughout the first episode. She was like, sounds like I'm going to get hurt. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's hockey. Duh. I'm looking at this poster. I don't see a green haired girl. I see orange, pink, black, brown uh, maybe she... light blue orange oh wait you said orange no green no uh, it's like there's orange dark... and then there's like a dark blue it's like a dark blue evergreen i don't know i don't know man they they have all they, your they all straight. have different care hair colors and then there's the last one she has pink hair and she's just like yeah i'm gonna follow whatever the group does so they're like yeah let's do it let's try it whatever it'll be fun and then the when they go it pans to like the coach ahead of time getting prepped because she has 
the coach has the list of all the the people that signed up and she's like all right this is the year this is the year we form the team <laughs> the assistants coach's like what are you talking about she's like we have an all-girl team currently we're gonna get them to play first off we're gonna get them in, in like introduced to hockey they're gonna love it they're gonna come back we got them hooked it's hockey baby but she's like yeah baby but because it's hockey baby fuck hockey um but then she's like well we have all girls though so i can make my other dream come true and he was like "Uh uh-oh and she's like whenever we win they're gonna perform and sing on the ice to celebrate the victory and i'm like wait no this is not what this show is turning into I was like, no. And she's like, we're going to do like a choreography. She's like, I'll even bring the coach is, I I don't know how old she is, but she obviously has had played in her youth and has now retired from playing in coaches. But she's like, I'll bring out my uniform and I'll sing with them too. And the the assistant coach is like, oh man, this is gonna be a long season. I like idle hockey. Last thing I ever thought it would be. So love it. Yes. I'll make a comment about that afterwards, but. I'll get through the rest of the episode. So basically the episode just progresses with the four girls meeting two other girls that I presume had been like practicing or at least had been potentially playing hockey beforehand, like actual ice hockey. Cause the other girls had only skated. They never played hockey. So they're like, Ooh, this equipment makes you look like a robot. And she's like, well, we have these like sticks and the ditzy girl is kind of like, it looks like a bathing stick. And then the coach holds up a puck. And she's like, it looks like a cookie and like, Oh, well, we know who the star of the team is not going to be, but it goes on and like there's the one sort of because it's the first episode. There's like the the click moment. I don't know how how better to describe it, but it's the the moment where one of the character realizes, holy shit, I actually think I enjoy this. They're doing a drill where they're passing and the ditzy girl, obviously because she's ditzy, is like, all right, here comes my pass. Obviously. She's like, I'm going to pass it to you. And she winds up, takes a hell of a slap shot, but like kind of like twists, misses, and like doesn't get a hold of it. But it she makes it go screaming. And the the girl that's afraid of getting hurt, she like looks at it, she's like, Oh Christ! And she like holds her stick out and she catches it. Like she catches the pass and she's like <gasps> And the Ditsy girl's like, Hey, you caught it, good job. And she's like on the ice. And then they're like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, it was fun. And then the the girl that was afraid, she's like, uh, no, it was more than fun. I want to do it again. Like a lot. Like I want to, I want to keep doing it. Can we, can we keep doing this? And they're all like, yeah, sure. Why not? Cause then she said some cheesy line, which I'm like, oh, this is just going to be drawn out throughout the, like drawn out throughout the entire show. And it's that she made an analogy to cross stitching or embroidery on how as you stitch you like become one with your stitch and you can like feel your love and passion go within each stitch she's like i feel that same connection in hockey when it comes to like working with others like you know passing the puck playing together making plays with one another like you have that connection and it's like embroidery and i'm like from now on, whenever I play hockey, I'm going to just tell myself and my teammates that we just basically have to pretend like we're embroidering, that we're cross-stitching each other's souls together as we skate down the ice and try not to get our teeth knocked out. The fuck what? Yeah. That was basically what she said. Okay. Yeah. But that's how the that's how the episode ends. So 
my my guess is because I also cheated a little bit. Well, we cheated together because we we watched the trailer. But my guess is is that part of the first trials, so to speak, of what they're going to have to go through as a team is forming the team because there's currently only six of them. And mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, uh, hockey is played with six people on the ice. So your goalie, your two defensemen, and your three forwards. And normally you need backup you need people on the bench so that you can hop on and do line shifts well right it's hard to do that when your entire team is out on the ice at once so i think part of this and they kind of hinted at it too in the episode like is just building a team i think they've struggled the coach is making kind of like hints at them struggling to even have formed teams in the past so like part of it is just getting girls interested in playing which, you know, hockey alone is hard to get people interested. Women's hockey is even harder, unfortunately. So yeah. that'll be part of it. So, But to wrap back real quick to your idol thing, um, the intro song, which is a bop, by the way, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good, uh, has the currently the six girls that we know of all doing like an ice choreography dance song performance thing. Which I just attributed to it being like the opening song. I didn't take anything from it when I went, like you know when the episode started, but then when the coach right. the, when the coach was like, I always dreamed of having them perform on the ice. I was like, oh man, is this going to be an actual reality? Like, are they going to play hockey and also become like ice skate dance singer idols? I was like, oh, I'm so fucking lootly. I hope not. Also. Uh, their name is the, the the Dream Monkeys, the Dream Monkeys. So I will be purchasing a Dream Monkey apparel of some kind. If you can find it, if it exists, I really hope it does. But um, I mean, if it doesn't exist, I've I've got I've got a I've got like a shirt press thing. I can make designs. I'll just I'll make my own apparel. You just got to get like the hockey jersey in the right colors. That's all. Orange, white, and black. Easy. There you go. Um, so something I didn't know about this show, I tried to see like, oh, is there like source material to it? No, no, there's not. The hockey there's show? no source material. Yes, there's oh, no, no source material I... to it. It's completely original, but also in Japan only, unfortunately, it is this, this show just like talked is a mixed media project. Really? In which it has, it has a video game. It has a mobile game. Really? Yes, but it's only in Japan, unfortunately. I wonder. So. I wonder what it is. So I, I wonder if you like build a hockey team, like you know, like Gotcha style, right? Like you can unlock characters that are play different positions, almost like a you know, like FIFA or Madden, where you can like build your dream like an team. ultimate team type thing. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's something like that. That'd be maybe. That'd be pretty I don't know. cool. I, like I could, you could probably do some research into it to see what type of game it is, but. Knowing Japan, yeah, it's a gotcha game for sure. Catch, catch me going to it's, Japan just to download this and talk for like I mean, a week yeah. or two. I'd be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could. Why not? Wear my Dream Monkey apparel while I'm there. Everyone will be like, "Ah, oh, this kid gets it." He watches Pride of Orange, and I'll be like, "Where did he yeah, get it from? Where did he get it from? Arrest him. That's not licensed." And then catch me. Three years in prison in Japan. 
hey, they've like sued the people for the Mario Kart thing like so many times, and yet they still ah, do da, da, it. Like, it's, it's not Mario it Kart. It Sorry, is, the go kart. It whatever is it like is. kart racer or something. Very with costumes. Yeah, <laughs> but not not costumes of characters you know. It's not Mario. It's Guario. You could have done so much and better. And not Yoshi. It's Doshi. You you could have done so much better. Toad is Bode. Or Crowed. I actually like Crowed more. What about Crowed? Oh my god. It's getting even worse. Um, anywho. Uh I briefly because I didn't realize we were already twenty two minutes into it, and God knows we have a lot to talk about for Mashoku Tensei and talked. So I'm just gonna quick hit ranking of kings. Watch this fucking show. Just watch it. Like the art style is very unique. The animation is unique. It's cheerful as fucking shit. And also the plot, like we watched a trailer for it and I feel like we read the synopsis for it. Nowhere in this whole thing did I know that this child, this rank like this young prince was both deaf and unable to speak. Like he's mute and deaf. We knew so he like was, the only we knew he was deaf. Then I'm just an idiot and just <laughs> did <laughs> not was did not pay we attention it. too much. Yeah, but um yeah, it's about a deaf and uh mute boy, but the, he's not necessarily mute. He he kind of like says like ah like type that type of thing. No, like that for one for one no, that's what No, no, he no. Says. I I I know that. That's that's uh usually when you're deaf you know you have a hard time yeah no i i i understand but okay i guess to get to the point this kid like he's very nimble like he's very teeny tiny while the king like his dad is this huge hulking thing like the size of a damn like city himself and he's just like this itty bitty child and one day he not one day but like he likes to slip out of the castle and just kind of like roam the countryside and one day he runs into like this little dark figure like if you can imagine like the little dark figure from uh whatever that show on netflix is from the creators are you talking about disenchantment yeah take that but make it like a flat blob that's just like one with the earth and like will randomly have like a mouth that comes out and a hand that comes out that is this creature and like like a wall master from legend of zelda yeah and so this guy, like, this creature thing is just like, hey, like, can you can you hear me? Can you understand me? And, like, the kid's like, yeah. I, like, he says in that, ah-ah, uh, like, basically, I can understand you because I can read your lips, which oh. nobody knows. It, like, nobody but, like, this little creature realizes he knows about. But, like, this creature can understand his just kind of, like, you know broken gibberish yeah of muteness or whatnot but so like it starts out with this kid slipping out and this like little creature saying like essentially mugging him saying give me your clothes like they're nice clothes i'm gonna sell them and then he's like and the kid is just ecstatic that somebody can understand him he's so happy he's like head over heels like oh my god i found my person or i found my my you know my people my 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 friend Mm mm-hmm and so the creature's like, come back tomorrow with more clothes so I can, you know, sell them again. So the kid keeps coming back and back and, like, talking to this kid and realizes, okay, 
what's really going on here? Because he realizes, okay, this kid's got to be some sort of nobility that, like, like he the kid tells him, like, yeah, I live in that castle, like, up there on the hill. He's like, oh, so you're royal. Cool. I'm just going to take your clothes every day, just keep coming back here. But then it's one of those things that, like, he, like the kid flatters him. He's, like, like, like kind of thanks him. He's like, thank you so much for, like, talking to me, etc. And so the thing that the shadow doesn't realize and you the audience does because they do it every time every time the thing takes his clothes the kid walks back to the castle in his undies every single time through the middle of the city and everybody's just pointing and laughing and everything else and teasing him and so this creature one day like follows him back and is just like holy shit these people are horrible what the hell is wrong with you people and like the kid like is always smiling he's always happy and he gets back to his house and you find out his mom had passed because she was frail or weak or something and his stepmom who birthed a second child who is quote-unquote superior because every like you know he's normal uh like looks every time he comes home he like looks at him like she looks at him as like you're a disgrace and like talks down to him and everything else and she doesn't think he can understand him because you know she he doesn't she doesn't know that he can read lips and you have somebody off to the side doing sign language and uh like he's not saying all the mean things he's just communicating the points that need to be communicated across and so this creature's just like holy shit this kid goes through so much crap but he like puts on a brave face he's so happy and then that's when like it, it like the queen or whatever the stepmom's like go to your room change your dad wants to see you the king wants to see you so he goes back to the room the creature follows him and that's when the kid just breaks down just crying and realizes oh this kid knows everything that's going on around him he's just choosing to put on that happy face to like seem like nothing's wrong and he kind of feels guilty about like stealing this kid's clothes. So the kid gets changed, goes out and starts walking towards the king. And that's when the creature kind of is like following him. And one of the like guards, like the, I think it's one of four or five is just like, so you're one of these shadow assassins or whatever. Like you're from the shadow assassin group. And he's like, uh, oh shit. And he's like, you're just a child, but yet you're still a, a huge threat. Like I'm going to kill you and starts chasing this thing around trying to kill him. And through events, the shadow creature, whatever little thing escapes and, you know, kind of just peruses around trying to find this kid again. Kid visits his dad. His dad is like, hey, you know, actually, I don't really remember too much of the conversation with the dad and the son, but it's just like you can do anything you put your mind to, et cetera, type conversation. So kid goes like kid leaves and is told like, hey. Like, it's time for your sword training. Like, go go do your sword training. So he's with his, like, sword trainer. And, like, the sword trainer's just like, oh, man, like, I gotta train this fucking kid again. He doesn't show potential, whatever. And that's when little brother, who's normal, enters the scene and is just like, hey, I want to challenge my kid brother to a duel. And he's like, no, no, no. That, that would be unfair. And... He, like the like the trainer says that and then he goes back to the trainer he's like well fine i challenge you to a duel and the trainer's like sure okay let me see what you got because apparently he had beaten a captain of like whoever was training him he had beat him and beaten other captains etc of the army so 
the kid starts, you know, attacking and obviously gets overpowered, but the trainer's just like, oh my god, this guy shows so much potential, like, I wish I was training him. And after their duel, um, the little little prince, uh, his name is Boji, by the way, uh, Boji comes up and he's just, he kind of says, and like, ah, and he holds up his, like, little wooden stick to say, like, I want to challenge you, brother. And so the brother's like, fine, have at it. And everybody like all the guards all like everybody gathers around to see this this sparring session and everybody's like oh no this little boy is just gonna get his ass beat and that's when one of the guards is like i don't know like there was one time and it was like a flashback and you see like 20 snakes like about to pounce on this kid and that's when the duel begins and like the brother takes like one strike at him and boji just dodges it and just dodges everything else and the guard was like, that's what I thought. It wasn't a fluke. And then it goes back to the flashback. And the kid is just like ducking and weaving and avoiding all these different snakes. And it's just like, this is where like the action comes in. You're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like the, the animation is so different, but it is so smooth. It is buttery smooth. It is fantastic. And like this kid is just ducking, weaving, dodging everything. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? This kid had more, but like... He is more than we ever thought he was. And eventually he like Boji just dodges one attack, like, you know, kind of like down the center and he kind of steps off to the side and then just doinks his brother in the head with like his stick. But not like hard because he's so tiny. He just like doinks him in the head, doesn't injure him. And everybody's like, oh, my God, like loses their shit. It is a delightful show. It is such a wonderfully, beautifully animated show the protagonist is like this kind of just weakling kid that you want to root for. Like it is. Yeah. Like this was one of those shows that I was like, this is studio wit. They produce really good shit. There's gotta be a reason why they took this on. And I'm in like this, this show, like this was the last show I watched last night and I'm in like, this show is great. I'm very excited to continue watching the show. I mean, it sounds really interesting just learning more about the background and I guess the environment too of the show. Cause watching the trailer, it looked like a whole bunch of craziness. Like through it, like it just looked like this very small deaf child with a shadow creature surrounded by like Jack and the Beanstalk level monster people, like in a horrible landscape of like, like just bewitched yeah. woods and it just looked like craziness yeah so i guess i forgot to really tell the main overarching plot that they kind of generally give throughout the show in which it's like every king that own like rules a nation is given a rank depending on their strength and the boji's dad the one who apparently like you find out he's very ill and sick like he's like coughing up blood type sick he is ranked seventh and it's just this giant towering person and you're like holy shit who could who could who's ranked six six five four three two one but i'm totally in like because basically once his dad passes away like he's gonna inherit the throne so it's just one of those things that just like okay i'm in to see what this story be involved like evolves into because you know that this little shadow creature like this assassin guild person and this little kid boji are going to become friends somehow and they're going to go on a grand adventure of some sort 
but like what is this adventure what is like i'm very very pleased with this show very excited about this show like if the 10 of you that listen weekly are listening to this right now go watch it go just it's a delight it's a unique art style and i will give it like it if you can appreciate art for what it is, it is a very unique art style. It is very different. Uh, like the thing I would equate it to almost would be uh, Odd Taxi, not to bring that show back up as much as I talk about it. Not for the fact that everybody's like animals, etc. But it's like, unless they were focusing on a character, the art in Odd Taxi was kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave that similar feeling of just like, oh, it's a little, f- like everything is a little fuzzy in this. It's not like, harsh strict like sharp lines it's all kind of just blurry yeah would be a good word for it i suppose but go watch the show i can't i can't talk highly enough about it but um moving on would you rather talk about talked or mishoku tensei real quick let's do mishoku tensei first because i have i have a good chunk to say about talked so okay. let's yeah let's go into mishuko tensei and i can't remember did we did you talk about it last week so are we kind of no last week last week i i had missed an episode so we're a week behind but um okay. i mean the general like i had some problems with the past two episodes they're just basically part two and well not part two in general just the past two episodes i knew you were gonna have I, a problem i because of its deviation from the original like I guess storytelling speed or how how it's progressed that. so far. So I I talked to Lobo today and he kind of qualms some of my like nerves I for the lack of a better term about the show. Um the things that I had problems with this show were and the main problem that I had with it just right off the bat, the animation has taken a major dip from part 1, I feel like. Like, not everything seems as fluid or detailed. Everything just kind of seems a little rushed. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not, but, like, to me, everything seems a little lower quality this this go-around. I... See, I didn't really notice that much. And maybe it's because... Because I had watched part one... I started part one probably two weeks ago week and a half ago mm-hmm. so i mean i i've watched through a ton of episodes um in the span of like a week and a half two weeks and i haven't really noticed anything any like stark differences in the animation the one thing i will say is that i, I feel like and maybe it's because of the setting but there definitely seems to be more of a focus on the environment and like that aesthetic versus like like the, the actual world building yeah well the world building in terms of the story, but also animation. Cause I feel like, I feel like early on because of the setting, there really wasn't much to really to capture other than the characters. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they were, it was in a, you know, big kind of field and farm country. So it was a lot of like open landscape. Whereas like these most recent episodes were in like these city, like these towns in a very like harsh desert landscape transitioning into port city with, beautiful like oceanside properties of you know beaches and whatnot and then now these last two episodes ish have taken place like in a forest like a huge tropical forest so i feel like the animation has gone more towards the 
environment than it has the characters. Because I have noticed, I, I think I know what you're picking up on, like where some of the character, like some of the action scenes are a little, I guess, muddy than the they were before. The action taken like a small dip. I wouldn't say the, the action is very like noticeably like different it's it's a little different it's not necessarily as detailed like when he's doing his first water ball or when he does his first intermediate magic yeah but um i would almost disagree with the details of the the settings in which there's more detail in the farmland than there is in the desert just because the the farmland like the house like it's in the the intro for this part in which, like, the house windows, all of that were, like, bottles. Like, there was so much detail to that land. Like, when they were casting, like, the saint-level water spell of where he was making a tornado. and Or not a tornado, but, like, basically just torrential downpour. Like, there was so much detail there in the sky in how everything moved. And now that we're in a desert, like, it seems like, okay, it's a little muted. It's a little it's a little bit more of the background than it is something that needs to be detailed while the characters have also just kind of taken a dip with it. That's like my one main concern about the season because the other two that I had were kind of the pacing in which they seem to be going through things quickly, but I guess that makes sense because nobody really wants to see somebody travel 200 miles, but like, you know, it is what it is, but like, I also feel like I felt like they were taking liberty with the amount of time that passes because I I apparently missed in the first episode of this, this arc in which a year has already passed since the calamity. Yeah. And I didn't pick up on that until they focused on Roxy in these past two episodes in which she was like, Oh, it's been a year. And I'm like, the fuck what? Like it was just like a couple months ago that they reached the other town, let alone the port town. Now it's been a full year. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they're taking liberties there. And then I I definitely, like, Lobo, this is where Lobo comes in and he's much more detail-oriented than this this kid. Um, I thought when, the, when Rudy got captured in the forest village, he was there for a month. It was only one week. Yeah. It was only a week, and I thought it was a month, and that's why I was like, okay, they are taking a lot of liberty with how much time passes. Yeah. Like, cause it's like a year and then a month and it's just like, what is going on? But, um, well, I also, I was gonna say, oh, I'll just make a it. quick comment about the time thing. Cause I mean, I, I did pick up on that, but I think I actually kind of enjoy that. Cause like you said, the last thing you kind of want to watch in an, in an episode would be them exploring nothingness. I feel like, yeah, there's, there, unless there's some sort of strife that comes with it. If there's like an illness or they have to fight monsters or something like there's not a whole lot of substance for them just traveling, but I like how they did it because they did space it out. And I think it sort of really hits home on the fact that the demon continent that they're on is fucking enormous for them to get to like one town in like three months. And then the next town in like, however many months it took for like six or seven months yeah like yeah nine nine months like that's insane when you think about just like world building in general like because you know it can happen in a small space or it can happen in a very wide space too in this case you're covering what's you know perceivably a giant continent we don't know what the size is but it's obviously big enough to where they've had to travel for a year and they've only hit like three towns 
the town that Roxy grew up in, the major town where they started their adventurers guild, and then the port town of Zant, I think. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you on the one side that it seems sort of like a cop out on how like you can just have time sort of progress at a speed that doesn't seem natural and it like it just seems like they're cutting corners but on the flip side i i like the fact that it plays into just the world building aspect of how vast this one continent is and they're trying to make it back to another con i can't remember the other one Fitoya, yeah um, Fitoya? Ugh, i can't remember but yeah it, it, i like i don't mind that portion of it i guess yeah the the one thing i'll say about that though in this is really just me nitpicking. I think I would have felt a little bit better about it if uh, I'm reading the source material. Well, not the source material. Source material is a light novel. I'm reading the manga that uh, goes along with it. And before they even reach the port town, they map out like, okay, this is these are the continents. This is where we're trying to go. This is where we're at. This is the continent we probably have to hit, which is a southern continent, which is by the episode three is where they end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they discuss like, okay, this is where we're at on this. Oh, I just bonked my mic. Um, This is where we're at. This is where we need to go to this port. And then we from this port, we get to this continent or this port at this other continent. And then we have to travel across this continent to get to this port to take a boat to this other port on the regular, the home continent. And then we can go home, which is like midway up. So like it's actually giving you a map and everything. So I feel like if they had mapped it out and actually put that in the show, I would have felt a little bit better about the whole time lapse thing. But it's, you know, it's just artistic differences, etc. Like, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, like, it's, I think the, the manga gives a little bit more to it as well, just for the fact that, like, well, why can't we just take a boat from the middle of the continent, the demon continent we're on, across the sea to our home continent? And they're like, yeah, there's a lot of sea creatures and a shit ton of pirates. Well, they actually no, they say that in an episode that when they when they, oh yeah when you're, they right, first you're right you're leave, right yeah when they first go on the but they, they don't get smuggled. but they don't yeah and but they don't give the map and I feel like if you actually see the continents they're on, I feel like it would have given a little more substance to the the amount of time that has passed to travel to these places. So I'll just counter that real quick by saying I, I, I actually like the mystery behind it because I, I sort of equate that to the events that took Sorry place. Sorry to ruin the mystery. Huh? Sorry to ruin the mystery. No, it's no, I mean, I, I assume they knew exactly where they were going. They're not just going to wander, you know, the continent until they're like, Oh shit, a town. Sweet. Like, I, I assume they knew where they were going, but as the viewer, I kind of like the mystery of not really knowing spatially-wise how far apart the cities are or the continents are, because I think that plays into this whole, like, even the event that took place to get them, to get Rudy and um, uh, Eris, right? I think that was her name? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That landed them in the demon continent to begin with, because there's, like, there's so much mystery behind, like, what happened. They, I mean, they obviously know where they are now, but, like, just how far they had gotten away from their home continent. So I like the fact that there's, we really don't have any sort of general sense of like 
just distance-wise, space-wise, how far away from home they are and how long it's going to take them to get home. I kind of like that because yeah. I think it, you know, it also plays into that adventure aspect where you're like, you're, you as the viewer kind of feel like you're going on the adventure with them. They're not like, the narrator's not piping in and being like, and so we find our heroes halfway home. And you're like, ugh, okay, well, cool. Now I know where they are. Like, you're <laughs> sort of experiencing the, we're going to get home and here's the path, but we got true. a lot of shit to get through. Like, here's literally true, true. everything we got to do. But but here's my counter to your counter. <gasps> How dare you? They've, uh, yeah, right. They've made like in that first episode of part two when they found out how much it costs to like I mean granted to to travel with the companion that they have, how much it was gonna cost to get from one continent to the next. It's just like oh this is gonna take a while. We could make a whole arc out of this town, and then the next episode it's like they're on a like they're on a boat on their way to the the next place yeah like but the I, next continent and it was just like oh it's not gonna take a while well okay then the reason that that was the case was because they're traveling with the super super smugglers super, well yeah it's, yeah the demon that is basically like the demon of all demons it was an outcast like you and, see it you run right like and his that was nickname is dead end. Yeah, like you reach him, you're dead. That's it. There's no yeah. Because they had mentioned when they first got the prices too, when they were talking with one of the captains, he was like, "Yeah, it was going to be like something like five silver pieces or five iron pieces per person." And then they're like, "Oh, but well, you're traveling with him. It's going to be two thousand green ore for just that one traveler." Yeah. And they're like, "It would take us years at the highest adventure rank doing the." most profitable lucrative missions to even get close to that so i mean i i think that was more just like a matter of money and like being able to actually get off the continent than it is like you know extending out their story in this one town this that's true i, I would have liked it more because you made a comment in the one episode that you had talked about where uh, rudy gets the demon eye that he saved that person from getting hit with the pot and you're like oh he's yeah. for sure gonna be a bad dude spoiler alert, he was um in this last episode uh i, I would have liked it more if they went into how they were gonna like go through the plan of smuggling them because it was yeah, like hey so i'll smuggle you that's where it actually that's where it confused the shit out of me i was like how did they get to this other continent and they're like okay yeah. they found smugglers but who because you don't see that guy until the end of episode three and you're like oh it's the guy yeah he's the one that smuggled everybody he's well, the smuggler he came back at the end of the episode when rudy saved him and was like hey so i hear you're trying to get off the continent i think i might be able to help you but like the interaction was confusing because like he smuggled them on the condition that they would go and rescue the beast people that these kidnappers had trapped. But then like, it was like a kind of like a, I don't know what you'd call it, like a backstab slash like I was the spy to begin with. Cause then the dude was like, haha, I made you do that so that you would actually get captured by the beast people. And then no one would be in our way when we captured all the beast people. And I'm like, what? So you, you hired, you smuggled the people that killed half your men and then you betrayed them. And then they killed all your men. Like what? This is a terrible Scooby-Doo plot. Yeah. This is horrible. But yeah, like, I feel like that could have been explained a lot better. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, 
the pacing seems a bit off right now. It it just yeah, and I just I just want it to go back to a good set pace, even if there is just like a little in between of like them journeying and I'm hungry, and then they find a town, <laughs> and then there's just like something's wrong with the town. Like I I want to like I would I wouldn't mind that type of filler type episode, but they've they've got a tra- they've got a course apparently and where they're gonna go so like i'm i'm along for the ride i'm just i'm nervous at the pacing that they're going because everything seems a bit rushed well it's a huge to i'll i'll, I'll just wrap it up with saying that it's it's sort of yeah. a big detraction from the first part where basically departure you're all, yeah sorry departure it's my brain is mush Dude, me too the first part is farm the farmhouse and the castle where he's tutoring right like that's that's essentially part and learning one. learning the laws of the world right that's part one is limited to basically two different settings part two we're only three episodes in and basically we've gone across the demon continent saw three different cities we're now in the forest land of where beast people are like it's it is much quicker there's a lot being thrown at you so i i kind of i get what you're saying like i feel you but there are elements that you can kind of pick out and be like okay this is presumably why they're doing it this way like there it's the world building aspect they want to try to just drive it home that this is they're in a very large continent it's months and months and whatever to to just explore and get back home but i do agree with you that the pacing seems just off like it's 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 not at a comfortable level yet to where I can like sit down and actually enjoy it like the first part. I will say that the ending of this previous episode, um, again, spoilers ahead if we didn't tell you, uh, where Eris's yeah, grandfather I was gonna, gets I was, oh. Yeah, I was gonna do like a quick like synopsis of the last two episodes real quick and then oh. you can go into your Yeah, your no, thing. Go ahead, but go ahead. um long of it short, they get they get on a like episode two starts they're on a boat they're with a bunch of smugglers and rudy goes to pick up uh gerard who was the smuggled package and then they rescue like they kill all the guards there and outside of the hideout so they can like help children because rujard or rujard loves children and can't like not help children and that leads to rudy getting captured because he has to go back to rescue a dog which turns out to be like a spirit what was it, it was like, like a the spirit, spirit like a spirit yeah, yeah divine spirit dog type thing so he gets captured he spends time in jail in this beast kingdom which is just like in a cage in the air eventually the the smugglers attack the village burn it to like try to burn it to the ground rudy like uses his rain magic to make it the the fire go away then tide turns they kill all the smugglers and then they get confronted with the 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 main smuggler guy that they met at the end of episode one they kill him and then rugeard and eris meet up with them in the village and they're like thank you for saving our village sorry we mistook you for the wrong person they're like it's okay it's fine and then eris is like i can't wait to tell my granddad about this and then it ends with the episode three ends with uh the granddad going in front of like the council or court or whatever high court and basically like hey you failed to protect your country or city or whatever your land from this calamity your punishment is execution immediately 
and they just decapitate the man on the spot. And he's just like, Eris, I hope you grow up strong. Bye. Yeah. And that's, that's where we're left with. So I feel like they kind of got the rush part out, I hope. And that they like get into the chunk of what the season's going to be. It did feel like it, right? With how it sort of this last episode yeah. summed up. It, it did feel like they were finally getting to the meat of what this part is going to be about. Because you get a sense for like... I hope so. You get a sense that they're almost home. And then they're going to have to deal with the aftermath of the calamity, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm interested. And... It'll it'll be interesting. I'm also sure. glad that the fan servicey stuff has sort of mellowed out. It really hasn't though. Yeah, much more than part one. I don't know. Go back and watch part one. There is. Oh, I know. It part. I mean, I watched part one about a month or two ago, and it's it's pretty bad. But this one was kind of bad too. I mean, you got in episode two, he's looking down Eris's chest as she's like heave ho and like puking off the side of the boat. He's, like, doing healing spells, like, haha, boobs. And then when he's in, like, when he's in the cage, like, they strip him naked. So he's just a naked boy in the cage. And he's giving this, like, woman who throws cold water on him lewd looks. And, like, also just, like, yeah. But, like, also just, like, she throws water on him. And, like, as she's walking towards the cage, like, they unnecessarily just yeah 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 zoom yeah, in yeah. and, yeah, all that. It is what it is. Speaking of a show with fan service, this one has absolutely none. Top <laughs> Top Destiny. What what a fantastic episode episode two was. My like, gosh. It, so, like, it's a complete departure from the first one. Which is great, because when we talked yeah. about the first episode, we were like, we had so many questions, and I felt like that episode, the episode heard us and was like, all right, I got you, and just laid out everything. Like, all of our questions were answered for the most part. Which I was like, I'm so glad we finally have a show, first off, that, like, has, you could, like, you could tell from episode one, it's going to have a deep, rich story. And it doesn't, it doesn't leave any mystery. It's like, all right, here's the setting. Episode two, let's take you back, let you know what happened. And then we're going to dive even further into this episode three. And that is exactly what they did. And it was beautiful. Like, yeah, episode like, two hey. was just backstory, but it was incredible. Let's read your mind, audience, and just let's just answer some of those hot burning questions you got there. So the hottest because burning like, question, I would argue, was the one of where slash who is Cosette? Because we both had different yep. theories. You thought she was a regular human girl. I thought she might be like alien slash some some other humanoid from a different planet. I guess we were like both right in a no, sense. Your boy your boy gets a point on this one. She was a well, human girl and hang then on. gets like Hang on. Cause yeah, she is a human girl. Alright, we determined mm-hmm. that she's a human girl from Paris, I think. I think she grew up in France. But the Cosette we know now was transformed from a stone that she had of her grandmother, I believe, which presumably is one I of those. It was her, mo- her mom or her grandma? One of the mother. Uh, some family figure that she had inherited. That we, I 
presume is one of those mystery stones that originally fell that maybe she retained or captured or something because at the end of the episode it like shoots out this weird spirit creature sucks our dude's arm off goes into her body and then she becomes the cosette we know now the music art that we know now so i i argue that she is although she is human she is also of a different realm or planet now because of what possesses her body. I don't think you I can think, argue because she's not a mech. She's not mechanical. I think that is to be determined. Mm. Still to be determined. I don't mm. like, yeah, you had the person come out of like the rose thorn, like flower thing of crystal. Which can we talk like, about for a second? That was that was so gorgeous. Oh my goodness. That was a, pu- that was, that was a pretty scene. Like it was Mappa. And Madhouse. Yeah. This show is pretty. It's if so nothing pu- else. It's so beautiful. Like, it's more than just pretty, but, like, if nothing else, it is pretty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, um, I think it's to be determined whether or not, like, the crystals are technically, like, well, yeah, they are alien, in which they did not originate from the Earth. However, I don't think that I don't know. I'm just digging myself a hole at this point. I feel like if I continue <laughs> I'm just what I'm saying you, or what yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm currently I'm carving to your tombstone. My way. I'm, 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 I'm trying to weasel my way out of this. Chiseling one, away I, I your R.I.P. R.I.P. Here lies Frank. He dug he it himself. A, he, <laughs> here lies Frank. No, this was not Bo Burnham or the offspring of uh, Rhett and Link. Anywho, <laughs> I mm, human girl like. We can we settle. Said, we can settle on human girl. That's fine. I'm just saying. Yeah. I there's some sort of alien outer world being that might currently reside inside of her. Just saying. To be to be determined. It could still just be the crystal that's just like now the crystal is inside of her and when it's yeah. just a crystal. Yeah. But um, yeah. Long story short of this episode, it's the backstory in which. All three of the main characters from story or episode story episode number one, they knew each other before this not before the apocalypse. Like the D two had attacked, and they're like, okay, it's safe ish enough to play music. Like we should be good. Yeah. Everything is fine right now. We're in quote unquote peace times. Like there hasn't been too many attacks. We're good. And it just shows the relationship between Cosette, homeboy. And Cosette's older sister, because I can't remember their names, so I'm just using Homeboy and Cosette's older sister. Homeboy is it shows. I hope you know that. God damn Literally, it. Literally, his name is in the title of the show, Talk. Your brain is mush and my brain is mush, so together we make even mush worse brain. mush. Mm-hmm. Mush brain, hoo-ha-ha. Anywho, um, so Talked, Cosette, and Cosette's older sister, and it shows like the relationship that they had in which Talked is still talked he's just like i'm obsessed with music i want to play music i want to play piano i want to play i want to play i want to play music 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 it's like cool okay we get it mr hamster brain you got one thing on your mind and then cosette is just like this really spunky like upbeat girl but only around him apparently and like her older sister's happy to see that she's like smiling genuinely around him compared to not smiling genuinely around others which is like okay the war times you know Mm-hmm. Shit. It happens. Um and then the older sister who's just like who's there to play mediator between the two. Well basically to act as like the parental figure for the most yeah. part. 
mediator parental figure kind of similar not really yeah, anyhow uh, sort of kind of sort of not really but um because comes back one day is like hey there's a uh traveling carnival coming to town they're allowing us to play music in a public space you should play the piano and he's like no nobody wants to hear me play plus i just don't want to play in front of people i'm not going to do that so because that's like bet you're gonna play or else and he's like mm, no i'm gonna stay home so what happens the freaking talk goes to bed next day wakes up goes to the garage which is his home of like where the piano is and piano's gone with the garage door open and there's just a flyer just hanging on the ground it's just like oh you motherfucker and the oh my god like watching this late at night this like whole entire festival scene did you was, shed a tear i almost shed a tear at home i gorgeous i i didn't shed a tear it was gorgeous but like Every hair on my body, like, was standing straight up. It was absolutely incredible. Like, I love music, and I love music anime. Like, granted, I've only seen two. Maybe two. I really Uh, need to watch, like, I need to watch what you label as being like a music anime, I guess. I guess, I guess I like more, like, when anime kind of, goes towards the classical side i I have a soft spot randomly for classical music like i can listen to soundtracks and such like that like grand type of music like that rather than just like you know band music where it has lyrics etc or singer you're you're talking to a band kid that grew up playing trumpet and piano so i i i get you i know what you i know what you mean yeah so the the you think that the guy is going to perform classical music because, like, this girl, like, Cosette starts, like, he, the guy doesn't show up on time and there's this huge crowd because they they petitioned or not petitioned, but, like, advertised, like, hey, the greatest piano player ever is going to be here at 6 p.m. Show up. And they're all, like, every, like this whole crowd shows up at 6.30, talk, still not there. So what does Cosette do? She knows a little bit of piano, so she's like, cool, I'm going to go up and perform until he shows up and starts playing the one song she doesn't know the entire song to and like maybe a few chords in he comes up and just plays the dun 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 he's like you well, really shouldn't play this at a festival yeah because i was gonna say i think she's playing pathetic from beethoven which is like a very somber yeah. kind of song and he's like really i don't think this is the right setting for this scooch over hang on let's let's do this Oh my god! And, and they, just this next scene. Yeah, they start. So he, I, I don't know what good. style it was. I guess I would classify it as being like, like nineteen thirties, forties style, kind of like bop music. It's like, jazz. It's it's jazz. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's 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 akin to jazz. Um, it's you know, I kind of pictured Bioshock Infinite. If you're into video games, like in that kind of setting, that's the type of music that you'd hear. Just very like you know festival up i would beat. i would i would put uh great gatsby before bioshock yeah same setting kind of 1940s mm. one's in the air one's on ground you know it's basically the same but yeah and then they the scene continues though where cosette actually joins in they start playing and again i i feel like you don't have to say it we like we don't have to keep reiterating this but the animation the- 
is like the art it's style. It's not even just the animation. It's the music too. Well, the music and just oh yeah, I mean God. everything encompassing into one. Like you have you have the colorful elements of the setting of it being at a festival outdoors. You have just the animation of the cinema, the cinematography of them playing the piano together and the different angles and shots they get. Then you also just again on top of it, you have the music, which is it like the whole two minutes of this scene is so immersive because it shows them it shows the people watching it shows it also just shows how impactful the music is i see you have all the freaking hair standing up right now like it's it's the combination of sound design with the music with the cinematography because like as you said they show different shots and it's just like you see shots of their fingers playing the actual keys which really actually looks like it lines up and then you get a shot above the piano where in you can which see you inside see, you see the insides of the piano in mm-hmm. which like the piano like you see all the kind of like the chords and i forget what the things that the hammers the chords yeah like everything is just bopping around in there and you're like oh my god the amount of detail and the like it's just it's perfect it's so fucking good mm-hmm. it's so good like how? Madhouse. Freaking Mappa. What? What? Yeah. Uh... And it's it's the show's even beautiful when a destruction happens because they sort of finish up the song. There's jubilation, you know, everyone's happy because it's put on by the Sophonica, which is, you know, they are basically the controllers of the world at this point, I believe. And and they're the ones that have dictated like, Hey, let's not play music. But this festival is traveling around because they're trying to encourage it because they've done so much work to, to really push back against the D twos that they they're like, okay, it's, we're trying to get back to normalcy. It's safe. Now we're here to monitor. So we just want to get people back into a, like high spirits, introduce them back to music, bring it back to life. And then, and in then an they instant. Leave. And then well, they and then they leave. But then in an instant, after like this just insanely beautiful scene happens, you get this immediate shift to total disaster and despair when a D2, actually a few D2s come down and just ruin everything. Like immediate like a, a giant cannon basically hits the stage. You see a huge billowing cloud. You see other D2s show up. You just hear people screaming. You hear them shooting their big laser cannons. And then we pan back to Takt on the ground. His one arm severely injured. And Cosette very injured. And it's him holding her and her basically being like, I love the fact that I could play music with you. And I love that people could hear your music. And then presumably dies. Yep. So then Tox, obviously freaking out. The older sister is a little bit further away from the destru- like the explosion. She starts freaking out. Then we get the scene that we were talking about earlier where the crystal sort of, I guess... Explodes into a rose with thorns and everything else. And then that that's when she becomes... Well, yeah, and then the spirit that comes out of the stone is like, ooh, that's a nice arm you got there. You know, too bad it's injured. I might as well just take it and eats it. Because the part is the spirit kind of yeah. looks at it and then it like kind of opens its mouth and then it goes to Cosette's mouth and she has her mouth open and then she closes it 
The screen goes black for a second, and then blood shoots out. So... Yeah, well, like, I think... I don't know if you... I kind of just blinked a little bit there, but, like... Yeah, I don't know if you mentioned his arm is just completely just injured of, like, yeah. glass and debris just smushed in there. And yeah. so as, like, I feel like an offering, like, the creature that came out of the crystal is just like, cool, I'm gonna take your arm. Yeah. And then but, the last the last scene is really impactful, too, because it's basically Cosette going, all right, I, there's some D2s in the area. I'm gonna go kill them. You good? And Takt just has this look of, like, I want to burn everything. He's like, I will do everything and anything to bring music back and to take revenge on what happened. Yeah. And now... Yeah, it's... We've got everything we need. Good. Like, they did... They they entered episode one of just, like, here are your characters, here are their dynamics, here's the world they're stuck in, this bleak world. And then episode two is like, here's the backstory of how we got here. Episode three, go. Like, I'm... Just go, and, and, and just go. Like, yeah. you've done everything Let's you need to. Let's go to New York. Yeah. Time to go to New York. There's no stopping. I Just th- absolute This is on the top of my pleasure. list for this season. Hands so down. far, yeah. So far, yeah, but guess what? Thursday. Thursday, we get Comey. We do get Comey. We get Comey Thursday, Let's baby! Let's go! Oh! Can you guys tell uh, that Frank's excited? Oh my god! Like I got, I got volume fifteen the other day because it just came out in the U.S. I got it and read it the first night, and I'm just like, God damn it! Like I know there's more online, and I really am terrible just about like going to a website and reading it online. It's like I, I don't know. I no, need to because I am. I love this fucking manga, and I like from what I've like seen of the trailers, the opening. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for Comey and the shenanigans and the hilarity of of that show. Um, I'm really kind of upset because I'm probably not going to be able to see the My Hero movie coming out in two weeks. But I might. I'll try. The end of my month is so fucking busy. I I just don't have time. I know we're over time right now, but can I just say one thing? I really don't want to be My Hero for a little bit. I kind of want to like... I want to take a break I, from my hero. I agree. I agree with the main plot. But yeah. this is a, this is like non-canonical or non-canonical nonsense I feel like and I'm just like okay, I'm yeah. I can deal with that. I like cuz I enjoy the movies. The movies are fun. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. You don't have to take those seriously. So I'm really looking forward to the movie, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. So Hopefully it it makes a quick flip of being on uh, digital sites and etc. or physical media because I do really want to watch it. But, I'll get um, around yeah, to it. We will. But yeah. Comey starts Thursday for us here in the in North America, and I can't wait. Um, but thank you all for joining us this week. Hope you had a good time. We're way over time, so you know where to find us: Twitter, Bakako Podcast. We have a Discord link there if you want to talk to us. Tell us we're stupid. Go for it. Do it. We won't mind. Uh, We'll just argue a little bit more. But until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.